and welcome to On The Way Moments, a podcast from St. Anthony on the Desert here in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. On our podcast, we like to hear stories from interesting people uh, that help shape the, the way that their life goes. I'm Will Strong, your host today. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest who I have had the privilege of knowing for about almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a longtime friend, Jean Page, is with us. Hi, Jean. Hi, good to be with you. Good to be here. So Jean has, is going to be telling us some information about um, kind of Haiti mm-hmm. and, and, and the ministry of Haiti. And, and that's a big, that's a big um, ministry here at St. Anthony. And so, um, but before we get to all that, just give us some background information about you, Jean. Okay. I, um, as you know, I was born and raised in Scottsdale when it was a, a native. Much, yes, a much smaller town, a much less rich, foofy town, <laughs> I must say. Um, and I grew up probably about 10 miles south of here okay. um, from a part of a big Irish Catholic family. How many brothers and sisters? Eight. Eight. Yeah, so big. Um, and I went to the school I went to and the church I worshipped at was probably a half a mile from my house. So that was that was our universe pretty much was worshipping and, and going, to, going to school. Did you go to school at the church? Yes, yes. Oh, was, yeah. I didn't know that was still there. Yeah. That was there. And so it was just a very... It was a very nice kind of idyllic growing up mm-hmm. situation. I really enjoyed it. But it was, and my parents felt that faith and family was really important. So they, they kind of stressed that with us. And that's kind of what we grew up with. But um, it, was a, it was a small universe that mm-hmm. I was in. Right. Then when I went to high school, I uh, took the city bus into Phoenix. So that kind of broadened my wow. planet a little bit. Um, Rodden your planet. Just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. But when I went to junior college, it was in Mesa, and that was the first time that I actually met, studied with, became friends with people of the Mormon faith. And it was a real it was a real eye-opening experience because they too shared faith and family as as strong values, but their dogma, as you know, is just a little bit different from ours. So then I uh, went to college at ASU and then went down to Tucson where I went to law school and that's where I met David. And we got married and... How had, long were you in Tucson? You were there a while. We were there probably 24 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, we raised our kids pretty much there. Wow. Um, and uh, again, we were part of a small Catholic community. The kids went to Catholic school and we worshiped at the church okay. near the school. So once again, it was just a uh, kind of a small universe that I was mm-hmm. in. But so how did you come to the Episcopal Church then? Well, before I get to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. Before I get <laughs> <excited>. to that. <laughs> um, at some point, David got a job offer um, to come back to the Valley, which was our home. And so we wanted to be back with family. So we ended up um, coming back in 1998. And we still attended the Catholic Church. And at some point, we just we just wanted something different. Okay. Um, we appreciated the liturgy of the Catholic Church, but wanted some something different than what we had experienced. I'd been Catholic for 51 years, right. so it was a big move. That's a big, that is a big move. So um, on uh, Ash Wednesday, 2004, we walked into St. Anthony, and Joe was there, and, and Father Coffey was wow. there, and we were home. Oh, that's wonderful. And so we've been here ever since. I've been here going on 18 years. 18 years? Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I know. That's, I like that story. Yeah. Yeah, well, Welcome. Thank you. We've been here a lot longer than I have, but welcome. Just a, just a little bit. <laughs> just a scotch. <laughs> but there's people that out that out that have been here a while. Yeah, yeah, know? a lot longer than me. So that's yeah, that's that's one thing I do appreciate about like Saint Anthony is the the longevity of the parishioners. I guess in most churches, but we have a lot of um, 
open door people that have been here since yeah. we opened the doors. So, so to kind of talk a little, you know, to shift gears, I know you and, and David were, were really big in the Haiti mission. And so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of curious, how did you guys get involved in the, in the hate in, in Haiti? Well, it, it's interesting. Um, when David retired, we were both lawyers. When he retired, um, he was trying to figure out something to do. And he just couldn't imagine himself playing golf three times a week, <laughs> which was what all the other retired lawyers did. So um, through happenstance, and I think looking back, it was probably the Holy Spirit, um, he got connected with somebody who was uh, involved with a hospital in Laogon, Haiti. Okay. And the, the doctor said, would you like to be a guest house manager for this uh, guest house? And uh, he said, sure. <laughs> so he spent in, in April of 2011, he spent three months wow. down in Haiti, um, you know, managing the logistics of transporting these medical and dental teams from, from all over America, um, getting their meals figured out, um, their translator. Um, and he was also, they were remodeling the, the, um, guest house and the hospital so he was the on-site manager for that as well oh my word so he was kind of and he and he said his pay was two beers a day two beers <laughs> that's that's a good payment so it started out <laughs> as a ministry of one yeah. but i think what happened was he started journaling his experience and you remember jill he had these um notes from Leogon yeah. that yeah. he would email to his friends and family and to saint anthony people that wanted to to read them and I think came back. He spoke from the pulpit about it. He we spoke at at uh, Sunday cafes, mm -hmm. and I just think it it just developed into the the parish just saying we want to take this on. It's it's we yeah. want this to be our ministry as well. Yeah, so absolutely, it's just that's you know, nice. and that's it's been going for ten years. Yeah, you know? and that's actually how I got involved. Was you could feel that passion from David and from right. you about right that that love and that, that need that was there. And, and, and I think in 2014 was when I went with the group. But yes. That was a fun, that was that a was an trip. unforgettable. That was an unforgettable trip yes. for sure. <laughs> so kind of thinking about Haiti and, and, and um, having been there, I've seen some of this, but can you divulge a little bit more on the biggest challenges that, that we have right now or that we had maybe in the past? Well, it's, it's interesting because I was thinking about that and, and I, you would think that one of the biggest challenges we would have had as a ministry, which mm -hmm. is the way I looked at it, mm -hmm. was to raise money. How mm. are we going to get money to to complete these projects? Because right. some of them are, I mean, they're not huge money ticket items, but they cost money. We just have never had any <laughs> issue raising money. In fact, recently we were short on a project we really needed to get done, and within a week we just put the word out and we got the money. So. Yeah. Um, I would have thought money would be an obstacle, but it isn't. Yeah. I, I really think one of the obstacles we face every time we go down there and in dealing with, with our friends in Haiti is we have this American mindset mm. about we have this plan and we're going to go down there and that's the plan that's going to, and you know. And we know that we need that the Haitian, the Haitians need this because this is what we have here. Right. And we also, we also think, well, we have this plan yep. and so it's going to work and there's the American plan and then there's once we get down there, there's what happens in Haiti. And the Seriously. two are very often not the same. Not the same. So I think one of the obstacles yeah. everybody who's gone down there has had to overcome is this, you've just got to be flexible. Yeah. You've just got to trust that it's going to get done. Yeah. You remember that last day of the, of the 2014 where we were tr trying to paint these desks so they would look new like the desks that we had rehabbed. Yes. And we had this paint that we thought was going to work 
and it it just it, globbed on there and didn't do anything. Didn't work. And we just thought, well, we're, that's it. We we can't do anything. Nope. And we, we went over to talk to David, the supervisor. We found it was a Mar, one of the our translator Marcos. Marcos was driving a little Vespa. That's right. behind Marcos on the small Vespa was James, and behind James was me. So there was three of us on a very, on a very tiny, small bike yes. holding paint from the the store down the street and not even down the street it was it felt like years away but well and, and they came back and they they're on this they're not holding on at all they all have these cans of paint that are just flying in the wind that was, but we went with a haiti plan and it worked it was a haiti plan for sure yeah and then uh supervisor david kept <laughs> bringing out more desks for us to do and it was just well at one point we're like david like come on like <laughs> It's time for that, you know, our payment. It's time for our, our beer now. But I think it was stronger words than that. There were, were but we, we won't like use those. Them, no, no. We needed to talk to our union rep, Gene, right. there. I was the union rep. <laughs> oh, man. So that is that is very true. I think, I think for me, who I like plans, I like things yeah. in order. And then getting there, it was like, oh. And I had done mission trips many times in the, here in the U.S. But you're right. When you go to a different country in Haiti, it was just like, okay. Today we're doing this, and we're going to have to pivot a little bit. Or, all right, it's 4 a.m. We get an hour of air conditioning. Let's use it. Right. right. And go. And, and so that was for sure. I, I like that. I, but, yeah, um, the, the money thing, I think that's a good – I think that's a great thing that we never – that was a big yeah. challenge. Yeah. yeah. That that wasn't a big challenge. I was thinking of our most recent trip, Jill, when we went down and we were painting the, the science lab. I don't know if you remember this, but at one point I was entrusted with the <laughs> science lab keys. Pearsonley had gone to Port-au-Prince, and so he gave them to me. And, of course, I put them in my backpack, and I put the backpack inside the science lab. And we were oh. all outside painting the outside oh, of the science gee. lab, and there was this gust of wind and this very, very hard push of the door. And we realized the keys oh, to the no. science lab were locked inside. So did you have to break a window? No. <laughs> Tatai, who you remember, he was the, yeah, can, the yeah. cantor and also our, our jack-of-all-trades, got this PVC pipe, and he just put it through the slats and got it under my backpack and pulled the backpack out, and within two minutes, we had the, the science lab open. <laughs> wow. But all of us Americans were just sitting there going, well, we don't know what we're going to do. We don't have a solution. <laughs> I he guess goes, it's time to go. <laughs> and, and he just did it, um, you know? So yeah. oh, once again... Our plan, Haiti plan. Seriously, you know, seriously. They very often aren't, aren't the same. Are not, so for sure. So kind of like looking about, you know, we talked about challenges. What are some of the greatest joys? Oh, I, I would have to say the friendships that we've mm. made. I would have to say the people we've met. Um, they're just remarkable human mm-hmm. beings, and we have some very deep friendships yeah. from the people that we met, some of us, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I really think that, I, but I've always thought relationships were were as important as anything we would paint or rehab. Oh, I agree. Or, for you know, sure. Yeah. For sure. If That's, you don't have that, it just, it, it's just, it you're doesn't just mean anything. You're just there to paint. And right. Yeah, if you don't have that, that right. depth of... I think of one of my favorites, that, that Sunday we got there in 14, and we had decided we were going to plan a meal. And awesome idea, but the church was maybe uh, 100 yards mm-hmm. away from the kitchen. As the crow flies, not As, not a quick, not a quick hundred no, yards. No. I mean, it was literally down some steps, up some steps, back and forth. <laughs> so already it's ninety degrees plus 
100% humidity, mm -hmm. wearing ties and nice shirts and Sunday clothes. And we realized, well, how are we going to get this down here? Right. And I, I think David, Supervisor David said, we got we to gotta haul it. So James and I got up and we started, and a few of the, the other parishioners and just started hauling down meals and we were covered in sweat but it was it yep. was a glorious day right. and it was a wonderful day and then um just to think i mean just there were so many great things from that trip and i know you guys went back in 16 and mm -hmm. you know there's just a lot of fond memories but i think it definitely was the the friendships and the and the people that that just made the whole trip just amazing and the whole time there so for you what is if talking about memories what is your fondest memory of haiti I would have to say um, it's when we worship mm -hmm. with the people that we have been working with. Mm -hmm. You know, it normally we would we would arrive on a Saturday, worship on Sunday, and those same people were in the pews with us. We would get to know them as the week mm -hmm. went on. The last time we flipped it, yeah. oh nice! And so we did the work all week, and then Sunday. Um, Henry is the cantor next to Tatai, the organist who has been working with us all yeah. week. And Jill and I do readings hmm. next to uh, Deacon Avril, who hmm. was with us all week. And Persani was with us all week. And it was just, I mean, it was just amazing to see these people that were not only our friends, but are working alongside us. And then their deacons and yeah. their cantors and their you know so it was just that is great. it just kind of full circle when it like came that. full circle it i like that neat. now did you that that's cool did you know that they were like a cantor and, and well we cantor? knew tatai was yeah. because he had been and but of deacon of real i wasn't sure we oh wow <laughs> until that sunday and we worked oh. with his daughter too his daughter was just a oh, sweetheart wow. so it was um, just i mean to me that's just full circle oh for sure yeah. for sure now I know we lived in we are currently in a pandemic world and hopefully on the other end of that but what is is there a next trip planned? You know every member of the team I've talked to is just ready once we get the green light they're ready to go hmm. but there there aren't very many people vaccinated right now in Absolutely. Haiti and Absolutely. for the last unfortunately for the last couple of years the unrest has just been um much worse than it has been before for a variety of reasons yeah. mostly because there's an unstable government and the guy won't leave and you right. know it's just it's sad so but yeah. the minute we know that it's safe enough and we our friends down there won't let us come unless it's safe enough right. they just won't so um, once we know we're going to we're going to be on a plane and down right. there let's you know. go yeah let's go yeah. no and that's and that's i mean that's the safety thing and i'm glad that they're thinking like no don't come down here just yet and um, because even when we were there it was you know there was always that talk of well uh, a protest could break out on our way to the airport and we'd have to wait a while. And it was, I mean, luckily nothing like that happened, but I mean, you're right. The, the unrest for sure. Yeah. And I, I was, I was witness to a couple of those, they called them manifestations and it was basically just, those were the old days mm -hmm. the, They would just be angry about something could the cost of gas or whatever. Mm. And they would just burn some tires in the middle of the road. So then you, you'd have a driver that would just go up onto the sidewalk oh. past the, or, or wait until the UN said we could, go oh, by okay. but that was that was then it's yeah. it's, it's a lot now. it's a lot worse now in yeah. some ways so, that's so sad. That's sad. we just have to wait and pray for them pray for them for sure yeah so aside from um you know maybe getting there what are some great what are the greatest needs right now for the for what we can do here well you know pre-covid mm -hmm. we very often would send send we would gather 
over-the-counter medications because okay. the hospital always needs those. Okay. They, the JoJo, the pharmacist, mm-hmm. would send it a, us a list of what they needed, and we would ask the congregation. We'd ask, uh, some would ask their employers. We would ask all around, and we'd have, nice. I don't know, what, five or six suitcases oh, full wow. of, we can't do that right now because there's no safe way really to get it. Get so it over there. I think whatever needs they have, the only way we can help them other than praying for them is through cash donations. Cash I think donations. that's that's right now all we can do. That's perfect. I and mean, that's a great way to give to the community. So how, um, how can they get more information on maybe how to give in that? Well, they can, they can go to our website at St. Anthony and, um, there's a, there's a Haiti page and, Mm -hmm. um, they can donate online. Perfect. They can send a check to the church. They can put it in the, in the, um, Offering plate. Offering plate. Yep. Thanks. I, we haven't done that for so long. I know. I, I was having a hard time remembering what it was. But, right. But anyway, those are all the ways they yeah. can do it. Um, so definitely be sure to check out uh, St. Anthony, um, our website. And the, sh- the link will be in the show notes uh, at the bottom there. But Gene, um, we ask all of our, our guests one question. And it's always, um, what is an on-the-way moment in your life that may have um, shifted the course of your your life? Well, you know, I... Th- I I was thinking of Haiti because mm-hmm. there are so many of those moments that right. I've experienced in Haiti. And the one that I was thinking about the other day was when I went out with a medical team. This was in 2016, and it was a group of nurses from Boston College. Okay. And they would go out to a site. This was probably 20 minutes away. And they would have this clinic organized. Everybody, Literally everybody in the village would come in. Wow. For their for their medical needs, <laughs> and they would triage, and you would look, you would look at the rows of people that still needed to be seen at three thirty, and you think it's never gonna it's never gonna happen, mm. and they somehow with magic, they would see everybody, they would treat them kindly. Well, at one point, one of the local translators came to came up to Donna, the the head nurse, and said, "My dad's just not doing well. I don't know what's going on, but can you come to my house?" Mm. And so we did, a group of us, and. I don't remember what was happening, but he was clearly in distress, and they they asked all the questions they needed to ask. They they did what they needed to do. He eventually, they resolved it, but um, here's this older man sitting on the front porch, and at some point, Donna said to the translator, can we pray with your father? Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and she said, she asked him, and he said yes, and so here, here's this group. We're holding hands mm-hmm. on this tiny porch, in a in a room that's their house that's probably eight by ten feet, wow. and we're saying the Lord's prayer, mm. and it was just it was such a sacred space, mm. and it just it kind of transformed you from mm. that from that place to somewhere else, and it was just something I'll never forget. Goosebumps, yeah, goose <laughs> I just bumps. got them right. Oh, right. Gene, that's a great. But story. there were pr- literally hundreds of those. Oh, yeah, that, that I have experienced over the ten that's years. That's wonderful. That's great. So, well, Gene, thank you so much for sharing your story and your Haitian, Haiti stories. And, um, you know, that's that's all for us today. But be sure to like and subscribe and leave comments. Um, please check out our, our website for more information about how to help Haiti. Um, find us on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere else you get your, your podcasts. Um, that's it for today. So thank you, Gene. And we'll see you. You, see you next time.